Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving working moms come to learn how to stop over drinking, reduce overwhelm and anxiety, and show up like the players they were meant to be. I'm your host, Angela Masenek, and let's dig in. Welcome to episode 59, a group coaching call where we address a custody issue, motherhood, and creating pride in ourselves. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all? Oh my gosh, I am so excited about this episode. This episode is a live group coaching call that I just did in my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living group coaching program. And three very brave women, thank you so much, all of you that said I could use this in the podcast, showed up and got coached on some serious topics today from creating self-confidence within ourselves, um, some thoughts and feelings around motherhood, especially when we're sending our children off to college, and also some struggles within a custody issue. You guys, the thoughts that we have about the areas in our lives lead to our current results. So if you are somebody that is over drinking, it's because of how you're thinking about the areas in our lives, okay? And this is a really good example of that and of how I coach inside the program. All right, I hope you enjoy. Schedule some time to listen to this one. Go for a long walk. It's really good. Listen all the way to the end. And if you want to be a part of this amazing group of women who are changing their lives and drinking less and doing more, I'm inviting you to join me in the program. The link to request a 20-minute call to see if you're a good fit for the program is in the podcast notes, and I hope to talk to you soon. Enjoy. All right, Amy, you ready? I'm going to promote you to panelist. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on today. Yeah. So can we we just give them a little bit of an overview about your journey and um, let them know that they're totally normal where they are right now and all that good stuff? Yeah. Um, And real quick, how does this work? So they can see me and you and... Cause I, I don't see anyone else. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's just, there, there, there's people on the call right now, like okay. the people in the private group only Yep. And they can see us. And then when I'm done with you, I'm going to pull somebody else on and coach them. And okay, cool. Works. But, it's, but right now it just looks like me and you. Okay. Um, which I'm used to. Um, yeah. but basically I'd been over drinking and it had just gotten worse and worse and worse. And it was, it was turning into like, if I had to work the next day, then okay, I could, I could not drink, but it was either I was, I was drinking and drunk or I was not drinking. And that was it. And I went on this um, trip with a couple friends for the weekend and we, we did it hard and it was fun and we had a good time. But at the end of it, uh, my friend, said to me like, whew, like, you know, that was, that was pretty intense. We, you know, we did a lot of drinking and, and I know she was a big drinker. And for her to say that to me, it was just like, oh, that was, that's kind of my every weekend. (laughs) Like it was kind of no big deal for me. But, um, so that was the moment that I, and that was Memorial Day weekend. So that was the moment that I, I realized I'm like, this is too much. And I, I guess I can't, I guess I'm having trouble controlling it. And that day, cause it was Monday, it was Memorial day. And, um, I had a bottle of wine that day. Mm. So, and that was after that really long, intense weekend. And so I'm, that's, that's when I decided. So I just kind of started looking online and found your podcast and found all that stuff. And 
Um, and I was scared. I, I mean, my biggest, my biggest thing was, was like, okay, I'm going to try this and then it's not going to work. And then I'm gonna have to look for another thing. And this is a big investment. And, um, so really a lot of that, that back and forth of, should I do it? Should I, you know, and once I made the, uh, the leap to do it, it was, you know, no turning back. And, and really the, you know, within the eight weeks we had those goals set and I was never a goal setter. It was always like, well, we'll see what kind of comes my way and mm -hmm. I'll take an opportunity if it comes my way, but you know, I'm not going to work towards something that I might fail at. And I didn't realize I, I did have a big, um, you know, I was scared of failure. And, mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, long story short, I, I met all the goals and kind of, I mean, I've, I've gone above and beyond my goals and I'm setting goals that I never thought that I would even want or, you know, or even be interested in pursuing. Um, but, um, my, my biggest goal that I did meet was, um, basically just being healthy, like all together, mind, body, soul, like all of it. And I love immersing myself in personal growth now, whereas before it was like, it was way too scary. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to know and I didn't want to learn because then you'd have to feel feelings and, right. um, you know, I didn't want any of that. So, yeah. you know, there's been like some eye-opening things. Um, and I, I realized why I drank, um, and what I'm kind of like going with right now, not struggling with, but kind of trying to understand is if you're not drinking to get drunk, if you're not trying to take the edge off, then why do you drink? And that's sort of like kind of where I am now. And so like Super Bowl Sunday yesterday, you know, I had my two planned glasses of wine and it was just like, why am I doing this? Why am I getting the extra calories? Because, you know, it's that, that doesn't push me towards my goal more, you know? <laughs> Um, so anyway, that's, that's kind of the thing that I'm working on now. What, what would just to give them like a little nugget or like a little piece of advice, like they are one month into the program. So now we are doing the six month group coaching program. They're one month in yep. and you know, they've had some failures. They've had a lot of successes. What would you tell them is like the number one thing to keep doing at this that, point? That the, first of all, those failures, like I, I can't stress it enough that like it is is actually good. Not that you are putting yourself in a position where you want to fail, but when you do fail, when you do the work the next day of like, cause I still fail. There, there's times where I do over drink every once in a while and, or I'll drink on an unplanned night, but I just see, I wake up the next day. I'm, I'm not feeling overly guilty. I'm not beating myself up. I'm like, okay, learning experience. Why did I do this? And if you can just immerse yourself and like really lean into those failures and just learn from them, then you're, that's where you will grow the most. Um, so that, that, and, and think of this as like your new life, you know, like this is not just cause you're in a failure doesn't mean you're, Oh, you're going back to your old life. It's going to be, you know, this is, it's done. It's, it's over. Has It's, it's not that it's, you know, it's, it's only propelling you more forward. So you yeah. just have to think of it like that. Yeah, I like to think of like, look at it as an opportunity to learn, obviously, yeah. but like, don't waste that opportunity. Yeah. Don't just be like, don't, you know, I'm tell I teach people not to beat themselves up and to be curious and compassionate, right? When you have the failure. Yeah. And that means like, yes, we don't beat ourselves up, but we also don't want to lose that opportunity to evaluate it, right? Because if we do yeah. that, then it is a missed opportunity for growth yeah. because if we don't evaluate, then it is just like, okay, I had another overdrink. Okay, I had another overeat. 
Mm -hmm. right? We're not beating ourselves up, but you do want to take advantage of that opportunity. So you're like, what was I thinking? What emotion was I, wasn't I willing to feel there? Like what was going on so that I can make a plan for next time. If I'm in that same situation again, better path. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we can coach. So what can I help you with today? Hmm. Let's mm-hmm. see. That's <laughs> so long. I don't know. You want help making that decision of like evaluating like what kind of role alcohol plays in your life, or is that what do you think? No, I, not yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I guess so. I guess with I, I would love to just keep it alcohol based. Cause that's kind of, that's what I originally went in for. And I also did it, um, for the overeating as well. Cause I was, a I overate my entire life. And I was just talking to my best friend yesterday who actually signed up for, uh, the, the scholars program yeah, yeah. and, and she loves it. She's, you know, six months in. Um, but, Oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, but telling her that I did find that the overeating stuff for me was like kind of no big deal. It's like a no brainer for me now. It's just, it's my everyday. It's, it's how I live. And every once in a while I will overeat in a situation, but for the most part, my day-to-day life, I'm not overeating, which is great. And um, so I would, I guess coaching would be the best to stick with uh, alcohol. Um, So I would say just, Maybe on like a, when I have that thought about alcohol, because here's the thing. So when I sit down and like talk to somebody about alcohol mm-hmm. and I have it like even just this, this could possibly trigger my want or my desire for having alcohol tonight. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess maybe just still lowering that overall desire. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you have a planned drink night? Like Tell me what happens when you're planning, you have a drink. How often are you drinking first of all? So I can understand like your yeah. current habit. Like what is your current thing right now? I would say usually it's Friday or Saturday. Um, and if, if there, so it's two, two nights a week. So if it's, if I have an event uh, midweek, then I'll skip Friday night having anything. But so usually let's just say a Wednesday and a Saturday. And for the most part, I normally have two, which is my max. Okay. Um, and if I do plan on doing it and I do the work and I sit down and I kind of map out how the night is going to go, like take last Saturday, for example, or, you know, two nights ago, um, you know, I went out with a couple friends and my plan was to have two and not to have it consume my mind at all. And that's exactly how it went. We had a great time and it wasn't like, oh, where's the waiter? I, I need to order mm-hmm. another one before this one finishes. Mm-hmm. I had no thoughts about that whatsoever. Um, so. Okay. And so at this point, like, are you thinking about alcohol in between on your days off? Are you, is it occupying your brain much at all at this point? It's not unless I kind of start talking about it or like sit down with somebody and like start talking about the program or what I did or that sort of thing. It's kind of like, oh, wine. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then it kind of just gets in the back of my brain and then it's present. It's not as nagging or constant as it used to be, but it is, it's still present. Okay. So what, what happens when that, when that you notice that there's some, a little bit of chatter going on, what do you do? Um, sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll do kind of exactly what I'm supposed to do. And I'll just say, nope, nope, that's just not what we do anymore. And, you know, move on. 
Um, sometimes I'll say, okay, this, this is, I'm having an urge. This is a great moment for growth. So I will feel it and I'll kind of immerse myself and lean into that feeling. And, um, and sometimes I give in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, oh, and what I do is I say, oh, you know, I'm doing this program for so long. I don't, I don't need to have a planned drink. I'll kind of like, you know, I'll say, I'll talk myself into like, oh, I'm doing so well and I've lost the weight. I don't over drink anymore. So I'm good. I can do it. And then I'll do it. And, you know, sometimes I'll, if I do give in on one of those moments of, you know, like unplanned, then I do tend to over drink kind of like a little heavy pour or maybe a third that, you know, just a, just a splash or something. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think the difference is? Is like, what, what have you identified as the difference between you just being with the urge, just noticing that a little bit of chatter and then giving in, like, what is it there that makes you cross over that line? Probably my day, you know, okay, what do I have? I kind of like go through my head, all right, what do I have tomorrow? What is going on tomorrow? Can I, you know, um, and, and it's, it's how much I've journaled and, planned my day and I just I don't know it's like if everything's planned it's everything's everything's great and it's Mm -hmm. it's worked out and even if it doesn't go as planned it's okay because you know my my end goal is is still in sight and so I'm not you know I don't veer off it's fine if something doesn't go as planned but so are you saying it's if you, it's like the days when you decide you're just going to go with it and just like give in to your urge, that those are the days you haven't been journaling, you haven't set up a solid plan for other things in your life? Yes. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, because you haven't done the journaling, you haven't done the support, you know, the mental support and all, everything, all the, using all the tools, mm-hmm. your brain is like, Ooh, there's a little window here. We didn't do these things. So we don't have to do this either. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So what are you making this mean about you? Like, are you spinning out in this or you're wishing this wasn't here? Like, what is it that you, why is this a problem for you right now? Um, because I just, I, I don't want to overdrink. I don't, because when I do, I, it puts me back in that place of where I was. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I work out every day now and that's, if I'm over drinking, I certainly can't be doing that or I'll push myself to go because that's my plan and my, you know, that's where I want to be, but you know, I don't get the best workout. And so. So it's more about what happens like the next day. Yeah. Right. So like, if you're not, you're probably, it starts to cycle over again. Are you getting up and journaling, getting to the gym, like Mm -hmm. doing all the things? And I do, I, I will make myself, yes, come hell or high water, even if I'm up 15 minutes later or an hour later, it doesn't matter. I will, I will get up and do the work, but I, yeah, I don't want to have to force myself. So is it more of like a feeling that you don't like after you do this? What is the big problem? It's just like this fear of you going backwards or what? Maybe that's it. Yeah, I could see that. Yes. Cause that's when I, when I do journal the next day, that's what I write about is that like, just because you've done this does not mean you're going back to your old life. You know, this is, you know, you've had a failure and you can work your way through this. So maybe, maybe that, that is what I'm nervous about. Okay. And so when you have that thought, like, I don't want to go back to my old ways, mm-hmm. what does that feel like? Is that fear? Yeah. Fear, um, a little bit of 
anxiousness. Um, yeah. And then are you taking action on that fear? I guess maybe a little bit of, of negative self-talk. Mm. Um, and what I find myself doing is skipping the current thought model and just skipping over to my intentional thought model. Cause it's almost like, I don't, I don't actually want to know exactly what I'm thinking because, but I know where I want to be. So mm-hmm. I, I find myself skipping the current and just going right to the intentional. Okay. So you're not, you're not like really seeing in the moment why you're scared. I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anything else? Any eating or drinking the next day or spinning out or anything like that? No, I'm, I'm usually, I'm kind of, kind of put myself back on the trajectory and, okay. and making. Okay. So, I mean, there's real, like, from what I'm seeing, the only thing that you're not doing is seeing that this, this thought is the thing that's told, that's causing you the most pain. So like, I don't want to go back mm-hmm. making you feel scared. Right. Yep. And then from that place, you might spend a little bit too much time thinking about it or projecting where you might go. Yep. And because you're so onto yourself, like you're not, like you're, you're getting back into what you want to do. You, you go to the gym and you stay on track with your food and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you could, if you were to play that model out, you could end up going back, right? Right. Because if, if this was an uncon- unconscious thought model or an unintentional thought model that was played out, that thought, I don't want to go back, mm-hmm. would create you going back, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. So just being there in that moment, understanding, seeing that, and just like not letting your being super conscious and just be like, okay, there's that thought again. It doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. right? And just yep. like staying with it. And I think you see that. I do. And it's funny when I look back at uh, journaling from right from the beginning, I, I, when I opened up that packet for the first time and, you know, filled some stuff out, that was, that was my number one fear, that underlying thing of what if this is not it? You know, what if, what if? this doesn't work, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So I guess, I guess I need to still work on that. That's still, uh, or you can just notice that that's a thought that you have, but it doesn't mean anything. It's just like that little thought cloud. That's just like kind of floating by, right. It's just like, uh, Oh, there, there you are again. Yeah. Who cares? You oh know what God. I mean? Like, so what? Like, don't, we don't have to, just because we have, it doesn't mean that it's going to turn into something, right. Mm-hmm. You can just notice it and, and say, okay, Yep. It's not true. I'm not going back. You know what I mean? Like kind of like just to say it's okay to, that it's there, right? Of course it's there. That's your brain trying to keep you safe and comfortable, <laughs> you know, and you've thought that for many, many years. So I think it's just like, like acknowledging it and not pushing it away. Cause it's still going to just fester there if you do that, but just like, I, I see you, I hear you. You don't want to go back, but we're, that's not happening. Clearly we're, we're on the right path. Right doing the work. This is just part of it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay. How else? What else? Anything else? Hmm. Um, one thing. So, so I, I lost 56 pounds total. It's, it's always 56 or 57, but right there I'm maintaining. And what I did was after, after I met my goal of where I wanted to be and then got down even five, five or six pounds below that, Mm -hmm. I realized I just want my body to be where it's safe, comfortable, and healthy. I don't want to, 
I don't want to say, you know, and once I'm there, that's the, the weight that I want to maintain. So that's where I am. So I get all the time. Everybody that hasn't seen me is like, oh my God, I can't believe how good you look. And oh my God, you lost so much weight. You know, and you get the people that are like, oh, did you lose like a million pounds? And oh, now you're too skinny and all, you hear everything. And, um, but it's, you get all of that constant feedback of you look great. You look great because nobody wants to hear that you're getting a life coach for anything until they see the weight loss. And they're like, now I get it. Now I want what you want or what you have. And, um, so anyway, my fear that I have is that once all of that goes away, because this is my new life, this is how I'm going to look from now on. My fear is stopping, not getting that positive feedback all the time. Mm -hmm. If that will deter me or, Mm -hmm. and even as I'm saying it, I know that it's not, but it's like that, that is kind of an underlying fear. Like what about when that all does go away? Because everyone's used to the way that I look now. Um, so, so, so yeah. So like, how do you feel when you think that? What if that all goes away? Well, first add, answer that question. Let's just say that could all go away. Yep. And so how do, yeah. How do you feel when you think that? Um, it could all go away. I feel, um, a little insecure. Mm. I feel a little like kind of annoyed at myself. Like, why is that? Why would that be so important to you? It's, you know, um, basically that. So what, what is it? Is it insecure or, um, well, I guess if, if other people's opinions are that important, that's a type of insecurity. So I would say insecure. Okay. And so what do you do when you feel that way? Um, maybe fish for compliments or, um, um, yeah, fish for compliments or, or maybe talk about, talk about weight loss or, um, you know, kind of bring it, it, cause these conversations come up naturally because, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, it would be me kind of like, maybe I would try to bring it up so that it can come back to me or come back to my weight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is just you trying to have outside things make you feel good, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Alcohol, just like food, like you're now, maybe you're buffering a little bit with outside compliments. Yes. Unconscious, of course. You're not like, let me go find a compliment that I can get. Right. You're getting this influx and that feels good, right? When you have, when somebody says, oh my God, you look amazing. Then you think, yeah, I do. And then you feel good, right? It's never Mm -hmm. what they're saying that's making you feel good. It's your own thoughts about their comments. Right, right. Make you feel good, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't understand that in the moment, right? Like you're just getting these little dopamine hits as people are commenting, right? And it feels good. And so your brain is now seeking more of that, this external validation, something outside of you that makes you feel good, just like alcohol or food. Mm -hmm. So you have this thought like that could all go away. Right. Like a little bit scared or insecure. Yeah. Yeah. And then your actions are there, like you might try to seek it out more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is a result from a result that could happen from that thought? Um, is that if it, yeah, if it, if it does go away, then 
looking at it as like a negative thing that I, that I need that mm-hmm. constant encouragement. Yeah. So it's like the result could be like, I go away, meaning like I don't right. make myself feel better or feel right. I'm not, I'm not really taking responsibility for my own feelings. Right. So it's like you lose that connection with yourself. Yeah. 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 The, the, that insecurity kind of comes. Yeah. It's just like you, instead of you making yourself feel good, mm-hmm. you are relying on something else outside of you. That's your result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. So you lose that connection with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to keep thinking that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to think instead? Like when you're, when you're, when the circumstances you, you are receiving compliments, right? Mm-hmm. People are saying things to you. Mm-hmm. instead of thinking it could all go away what could you think instead like you know it's like i agree with you thank you i've worked really hard i'm i'm proud of myself i i appreciate your you know i appreciate what you've said you know yeah and when you turn that back and you like yeah i did that work mm-hmm. i'm proud of me how does that feel it feels fantastic and uh I, I would say what was the opposite of insecure, which is secure, but what's another word for that? Confident or confident. Yeah. 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 And Uh so you know that you can, when you, when that, whenever, when the external circumstance changes, Mm -hmm. people stop saying that. Yep. Right. Then you know that you can have your own thought. Like I'm still here. I did this work. I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's just like when people say negative things to me now, like, Oh, you're too skinny. And it's, it, it really just bounces off of me. Like it, it's not, you know, I am getting the dopamine hit from people saying, you know, things like, you know, oh, you look good, but it's, it's not affecting me if somebody doesn't say I do look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause it's just how you're thinking about what they're saying. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So if you want to kind of like neutralize all the comments, you can do that too. You can just be like, that that those are things that they said i'm in charge of my own feelings mm-hmm. you know it's nice that they say that i also know that i don't need that compliment right yeah. right feel good yeah. yeah just play around with that a little bit just come up with a couple of thoughts there that you want to sort of reprogram with be like oh what what i'm you know instead of i'm worried that that's going to go away or mm-hmm. what if that goes away just plug in something else there okay like i am not going away this is right crazy. yeah you know, is that it, or that, you know, it would, it's good if the compliments stop coming because that just means, you know, they're used to me being this right. way. This, this is, is you this now, is right? Yeah. This is me. Yeah. They don't go away, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> right. Cause you're like living this vibrant life and everyone yeah. just, Oh my gosh, you seem so happy and healthy. Like it just yes. keeps coming. Like yeah. you're your best life like I get that all the time it's been two years yeah 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 good awesome well thank you so much for coming on they're gonna appreciate it it's you know it's just it's work right like it's not like this you if you want to maintain what you have and like with me and what I have now you have to be able to manage your mind and keep doing the work on a regular basis yep Yep. I know and I love seeing everybody's comments in that uh Facebook page because it's like 
oh my God, I was right there. Yes, I was right there. And again, I still have those little moments, yeah. but they are so much fewer and far between. And there is that light at the end of the tunnel. And then once you get there, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to put you back to attendees and you're welcome to stay on and, and watch the other people get closer. Oh, I will. Yeah. Great. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Who we got? We've got Catherine. You ready? Hi. Hi. Got to unmute. You there? Can you hear me? Yep, there you are. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. <laughs> that was very exciting. I so enjoyed watching that. Yeah, it's like having a little celebrity, right? Yes. Uh, to, <laughs> uh, you know, somebody who's been there, done that, and uh, came out the other side. Yes, so cool. All right, so you've got your big date. This Is it tomorrow? Yes, it's tomorrow. <laughs> So give, give them a little bit of context of what you're wanting help with today. Alrighty. So uh, I, my grandson has not seen his mother in three and a half years, and we have a lot of past, and she has asked to see him again. And I set up, uh, he went through a wait list period, and time was getting away, and she was getting antsy, and I was getting nervous. So um, I, he finally... It, his time has come up on the list and we have an appointment we start tomorrow which is to reunify and to uh, do so in the safest uh, possible way and uh, I feel better about doing that because it's it's not all on me <laughs> I don't have to uh, I don't have to fix everything mm -hmm. so um, I I and, and I saw you posted today about the shame. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of um, shame and embarrassment um, in this situation. And with this young lady, she, she has a, she's a little famous. She's been on national TV, live PD, and, um, you know, she's been arrested several times and her photos are in the paper. And, you know, we live in a, we live in a small county where, you know, everybody generally knows everybody. And um, it's, it's, it's very embarrassing. Uh, and, and I feel embarrassed and it brings all of that back having to, you know, re-meet with her. She, you know, looks to me, I've known her since she was 14. Mm -hmm. She looks at me like a, a substitute mother figure. And uh, I, I just can't, I don't feel the love and I, I feel really embarrassed, um, you know, having to spend a lot of time with her. Okay. So why do you feel embarrassed? What is the thoughts there? I feel embarrassed about her lifestyle and the things she does and the way she acts, the way she dresses. <laughs> um, and it's so petty. And then I, I feel bad don't feeling judge, the way I feel. Don't judge yourself yet. Let's just stay <laughs> with why you're feeling embarrassed. We can get to that. That's another model, <laughs> right? But right now you feel embarrassed because you have these thoughts like she shouldn't dress that way. I don't want to be seen with her, stuff like that. 
Yes. I don't want an association with her. Is that true? Yeah. Very, yes. Okay. And it brings a lot of painful, uh, her coming back into my life brings a lot of pain with it. Mm -hmm. Painful memories. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just say with the embarrassment thing, because that's the first thing that you brought up, right? You're embarrassed because of her reputation, basically, right? And her ongoing behavior. Okay. So what is a thought there that you have on a repeated basis? My thought that I have on a repeated basis. No, <laughs> I don't want to. No. <laughs> so I, it's like, no, I don't want to see her. No, I don't want to be seen with her. No, I don't want her. Reputation. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have to go through the, uh, the, I want to go through the whole, I don't, I don't want to do it again. So, um, but I think I'm getting out of the shame and the embarrassment. Yes, I, the thought would be, she, Was it just she's embarrassing? Yes. <laughs> when she opens her mouth, she's embarrassing. <laughs> okay. So that's the thought. She's embarrassing, right? Yes. And then you feel embarrassed when you think that? I feel uh, ashamed and embarrassed, yes. Okay. And what do you do when you feel that way? I like to avoid things. Mm. Um, I like to avoid her. I like to not have to, I like to not have to face all of that. Mm -hmm. So what do you do to that? That's avoiding or not do? Uh, I, what do I do to avoid? Uh, I set it aside. I say, I put it out of my mind. I set it aside. Mm -hmm. I don't plan for it. I don't, uh, address it in advance. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of try to wing it mm -hmm. and I, I just try to get through. Do you push things off like things that you would be doing to like reunite your grandson and her or any of that stuff? Uh, I probably, you know, more, I, I probably more, I overthink and I panic and I think uh, I go to my doom and gloom phase. <laughs> if I, if I don't do something, then something terrible is going to happen. Um, like, you know, going back to court. So, um, so you project and create stories about yeah. the future. Okay. Yes. I project. And then do you drink or eat when you're in this place? I don't take good care of myself when I'm in this place. Yes. I get anxiety. I get stressed. I, um, instead of doing good things for me, I spend my time trying to figure out how to get out of doing and avoiding. Avoiding like dealing with this issue, right? With, reuniting them or how you guys can be integrated together or something and, and, try, and trying to minimize trying to minimize um i i play out the scenarios in my head uh how you know how, how it's going to go uh where where i 
you know, where we're going to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I try to minimize. Mm -hmm. So you do you spend more time thinking about what it could be like in worst case scenarioing than actually doing anything? Yes. Okay. And I rewatched the video yesterday and I really got a lot out of that. And my, and then the, today's journaling is what do I think about my past? Mm -hmm. And I got a lot out of that. Um, so I changed the story in my head, changes. So the last time I saw her, yes, she, she was embarrassing. I haven't seen the girl in three and a half years either. So, mm -hmm. uh, I have to I have to stop doing that and I have to stop spending my time doing that and I, I have to start um, taking my time for me mm -hmm. instead of giving it away to everybody and everything that mm -hmm. crosses my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do you do anything that you don't that you're not proud of when you're in this place of feeling ashamed of her? Um, yes, I, 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 I guess I feel bad. I mean, this is my grandson's mother, regardless of everything else. And I, I, I feel bad that I feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I, I know I can't play poker. My face just shows it all. <laughs> and I, and I have to you know, school myself to, I don't want to put on him any of that. I don't want to. Well, don't, don't beat yourself up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to understand what you're doing when you feel this way, right? Because you, so like I teach you guys and show you guys through this coaching is like, she's embarrassing. That's creating a result for you in your life. Probably that you're embarrassing yourself somehow, or you aren't doing things that you're proud of right? Which would, which on the inside could be embarrassing for you, mm -hmm. right? So if you're overeating or over drinking or spinning out or creating these stories or talking to other people about her, like those kind of things, like if you were to reflect back on yourself and your own actions, you would consider like that, that was embarrassing for me, right? <laughs> so is that, are you doing any of that kind of stuff? Uh, I don't think I'm doing, I, I haven't seen her, so I haven't had to, mostly what I'm doing is, is the doom and gloom thinking and causing myself anxiety. Mm -hmm. I actually had to take some medicine today. I haven't had to do that in a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I got that shaky feeling mm -hmm. and, uh, okay. So it's like, it's not, I mean, it's just causing you a big distraction, right? That's, that's oh, bad feeling, a bad vibration. Yeah, bad vibration. And it's distracting you. You're spending too much time thinking about it versus focusing on you and your life, right? You're spending a lot of time thinking about what could happen instead of making things happen. Yes. You're not, you're not, it doesn't sound like you're journaling. It doesn't sound like you're doing the things that you want to do in your life when you're in this thought model? No, I, I, I didn't. I, I'm not journaling as much. I really need to do that to get through it and, and yeah. to practice your models. I, I did, you know, about an hour before you know, this started mm -hmm. to uh, 
but and, and I I just I guess I'm just very I'm embarrassed of her and her behavior and that I have to open the door and to be a part of that mm-hmm. um, but really I don't know what I'm being a part of because I haven't even seen her in three and a half years and you know I only and instead of accepting you know what is and just moving forward i mean my my grandson's going to be very excited to see his mother um and i i don't i don't i I don't get to take that away from him by being you know stressed out and i mean obviously he's going to pick up on my feelings yeah and uh but i i am embarrassed by her behavior and and her choices Mm -hmm. So do you want, I mean, do you see how that thought though is causing you to spin out and feel this negative vibration and it's making you not do the things that you want to be doing in your life? I'm stuck. (laughs) That thought, thought, when you say I am embarrassed by her and her, what she's done, like that, you think that's a fact, right? I, I think it's a fact that I'm embarrassed about it yeah. or a fact that she's done them. Just the fact that you're embarrassed. Uh, I do. I do think that's a fact. I'm embarrassed. And it makes that feeling come over you of, you know, mm-hmm. flush and, uh, yeah. yes. But do you see it's just how you're thinking about it though? Like really think about like, pretend like you are coaching somebody right now. Or you're talking to somebody about her and they're telling you, God, I'm so embarrassed. And you're like, can't you see that that thought is causing you pain? It's just a sentence that you're saying, you're replaying over and over in your brain that's causing you to feel this way. And it's totally optional. Like you don't have to have that thought anymore. I don't even have to think about it. I I mean, really, it's not my it's not my life. It's not my shame. <laughs> I don't right. even have to. Right. I don't have to think about it. And right. uh, I need an off switch. Uh, yeah. I really need an off switch. Yeah. So what do you want to feel? You said you, you, you used to feel love for her, right? When she was younger and she was with your son and all of that, right? And she still loves you, it sounds like. Yes. And um, so... I have to go back when when I talk to her and when I interact with her, I have to go back in my mind to that young girl that she was. And I have to talk to that person. And I have to um, honor the love that my son had for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your children go out and they, they make their choices. And, uh, you know, this was his chosen love and I have to and I try to respect that in dealing with her the person that she is today and the person that she was um but what if you could love her as she is right now because she's not this is the sort of arguing with reality concept that I talk about (laughs) (laughs) right you want her to be that person that she was and she's not and so she's going to be, this is going to keep causing a conflict for you. And you're pretending, like, you don't want to pretend that she's somebody that she's not, right? Right. How about we just work on accepting who she is and it's not embarrassing 
unless you have a thought that she's embarrassing. Because a lot of other people maybe don't think that she's embarrassing, right? Maybe they think she, she doesn't think that. She's just out there trying to do her best, right? Well, one would hope so. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure there, I mean, I'm sure we could find some people that don't think she's embarrassing. True. Like her own son, maybe. Right. He will definitely not, hopefully, think that she's embarrassing. Right. And hopefully she'll show up. Uh, hopefully she'll show up. Just as herself, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I think your work here is just accepting who she is now and loving her unconditionally without having any rules or parameters around it. The biggest pain that you have right now is thinking she should be something that she's not. She should dress differently. She shouldn't be doing all those things that you emailed me about, right? True. Yeah. And as long as you keep thinking she shouldn't be doing that, you're going to feel that embarrassment. True. Now, what she does really isn't my business anyway. So, uh... what she does goes in the C line, the circumstance, right? What she wears goes in the circumstance line. What she says goes in the circumstance line. And then you have a thought about it that causes your feelings. And if you want to feel love with her, which I think you do, like this an unconditional love because she is your son's love and she is your grandson's mother, right? Like you would, would you choose, if you chose shame or love, what would you choose? I would have to choose love. Yeah. Because shame will get me nowhere. Yeah. Did you, you see like in the how, dark? Yeah. When you are in shame, like it's not serving you in your life, right? That doesn't feel good, first of all. No, it doesn't feel good, and it keeps yeah. you in the in the yeah. dark. And it keeps me uh, from, from. What does uh, love feel like? Love feels light. It's uh, it's it's a lightness. It it just takes away all of the, um, you know, when you. It's just such an intense uh, feeling in your chest and in your. Uh, my chest in my um it uh, it's like it burns sort of mm -hmm. it feels so good it burns it's mm -hmm. like burning um yeah. warmth so who gets to benefit from that feeling me <laughs> i get to benefit from my feeling i think a lot of us hold ourselves back from feeling those feelings because we think that they don't deserve it or they haven't earned it or right they they've done all these things wrong with other people right and so we don't want to love them because they're not following the our rules right but mm -hmm. love is a feeling that you get to experience she can't feel your love right so when you feel unconditional love when you think about her that only benefits you in your life and it's not giving her a pass it's not doing any of that right it just when you feel that vibration in your body, you will tend to do better things for you, right? Because you're not going to want to numb out from love, right? Because right. You don't want to escape that because it feels good. You're going to keep going forward with what you're doing. It's not going to distract you from doing the things in your life that you want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's very freeing, actually. It's yeah, very, 
freeing. I, I um, you know, it's regardless of all those things she's done, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay for me to um, love her still. Yes, because you get to feel that, right? Mm-hmm. So what what's a thought that you could have that would feel that sort of like unconditional love for her instead of she's embarrassing? Uh, the one I, I go back to, so she, she chose to give, she chose to give him life. She didn't have to. Mm. And I try to honor that and, and to, um, go, you know, that definitely brings me more love <laughs> than, than shame. Um, and I've got to fill my head with these thoughts and not the doom and gloom. Yeah. I love that thought amazing right you have a grandson because of her yes and uh she had to pay a high price in in doing that she uh, you know she she was kicked out of her house for um choosing to have him instead mm-hmm. of not have him yeah so that's your work you just got to start noticing that notice those thoughts so when they come in you don't need to attach yourself to them like, oh, here I am in this high vibration, this, this shame feeling. I know that I can change that by, right, right away. I can think she brought him into this world and I'm going to love her for that no matter what. Stop feeding that bad feeling. The more, the more I think it, the more I feed it, the bigger yeah, it gets. It's, it's, you're getting a reward when you do that, right? So like if you're in that shame cycle and you're taking action from that and you're overthinking, you're indulging in those stories, right? It's, it's, it's keeping you safe and stuck and not moving forward. That's exactly why we do this. There's a reward system there. So you may eat, you may drink too. And that also just feeds that circle and that cycle of, okay, this is working. We're getting rewarded. We're not moving forward. We're staying safe in the cave, right? Yes. I I did over drink last night. Yeah, I did. uh, Or, and, and I did the whole um ladder and uh very bizarre i just um i I guess i I had fallen asleep during the super bowl and then i woke up at the end and you know it's all about the you know the food and the celebration Mm -hmm. and um i was like i'll just have another glass (laughs) this is getting exciting you know the the last couple of minutes there the score went haywire yeah um and then it was like, oh, I had one, I'll have another one. And it, it does me no service at all to not honor my goal. I, my result is, you know, I'm not losing weight. I am not feeling better. And I'm beating, I'm beating myself up and, you know, to let it go, to journal and, you know, to accept all of these things in my life, you know, that she gave him, she gave him life and she didn't have to. And we're, we're going to open the door. We're going to move forward. And, you know, maybe I can experience some of his excitement in, in meeting her. I know he's a little nervous. You can see, you know, he, mm-hmm. he asks. Um, but I've always been truthful with him to the best of my ability to an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I will honor, uh, you know, my commitments and, you know, my promises to him. Yeah. I think that if you can love her unconditionally, it'll help you love yourself unconditionally. 
Yes, the whole thing about my past I was journaling today. Whew. I um, you know, I ha I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's a good thing. We're alive. We've got work to do, right? <laughs> we do. Um, All right, my friend. You've got this. Just work on your thoughts on that. Write that thought. Reprogram your brain about making it a goal to love her unconditionally. She does her, has no impact on how you feel. You get to choose how you're thinking and feeling when it comes to her. And love is always a good choice. Like it's default. If you don't, if you get lost or confused, like I'm just gonna choose love and go to that thought. Yes. All right. Thank you so friend. much. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Stephanie, you ready? Oops. Hey. You're unmuted. Okay, can you hear me? Yep. Hold on one second. It has asked you to start your video. Okay, whatever. Oh, can I just... Oh, hi. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I was just um, getting emotional over Catherine's call there. That actually, I, I know the circumstances are different, but it's um, a lot of what both of you had to say is very apropos to how I'm feeling and everything in the situation with Nick. So, mm -hmm. so it was a good So, um, So my freshman my younger son, Nick, is a freshman in college, mm -hmm. and he, uh, he failed last semester. Um, well, he, he got a D minus in one class, but he failed the other two classes. We had a big talk with him about it and uh, told him that if he fails this semester, then he's not going back to college. We're not mm -hmm. going to send him back. Mm -hmm. um, thought he was doing better uh this semester he went back you know gung-ho and i'm going to do everything and 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 whatnot i'm going to get tutoring and everything you want mom it's you know i'm on this and when i talked to his coach the other day it's he's falling right back into his old habits of it looks like he's missing class he's he's a big excuse maker um he hadn't been able to get some of his assignments because he couldn't log on or something. And it was like two weeks into classes and his coach was like, well, you know, what are you doing about this? And he was like, oh, I don't know. I guess I'll talk to the teacher about it. So he missed like two weeks of classes, uh, homework assignments for this one class. It's like, I don't know. I'm just so, I felt myself clenching my jaw in that, in that, <laughs> that previous call. I'm just so angry at him that I just, I feel like he's just wasting such a great opportunity and I'm just so angry at him. And I just, I, I'm so glad that I have you guys to, to, you know, Facebook and stuff like that, because in the past I would have just like sent him a really scathing text and said, you need to call me now and we need to talk about this. And, and, and I, I would have probably said things that I would regret later. Mm -hmm. So I am supposed to talk to him sometime this afternoon about this. And I'm just like, I'm just like sick over it. So is it that, is this a prevailing thought that you have? He's wasting a great opportunity. Yeah. 
Okay. So yeah. let's work on that. Okay. okay. Is that okay. the thought that's causing you to feel angry? Yes. Okay. So what yeah. do you what do you tend to do when you feel that way? You want to you want to send him an e email. <laughs> I want to send him a, a scathing email, scathing text. Um. I don't know. My first instinct is just always just to like just get angry and respond in that way automatically. Mm -hmm. What else you know? do you feel this way? Um, I know the other day, I when I first got the phone call, I know I, um, I can't remember the word that you used. I went to the gym and just used it as a distraction. I distracted myself for a good almost two hours by just staying in the gym and listening to music and working out. And because I just, I just didn't want to think about it. I was so mad. And my husband was at, um, he was at a work thing. So I couldn't talk to him about it. And I just, you know, went and just distracted myself for a while. Okay. But I, based on what you just said to Catherine too, I realized that I do, when I feel this way, I do stop journaling and stuff too. Like I let it like totally just throw me for a loop in a lot of ways. And I drank too much over the weekend. I totally went off my drink plan this week, okay. this weekend. Okay. So what kind of result do you think that's creating for you? He's, <sighs> he's wasting a great opportunity. The result that it creates for me, mm -hmm. I'm ashamed of my son. It, this, so this thought creates a result in your life, right? So right. that's just another thought. Oh, shame, I guess shame. Well, it's like that thought, it's usually our result is created. It's like a mirror of the thought. So you think he's wasting a great opportunity, mm -hmm. creates a result for you of you wasting an opportunity to move towards your goals. Yes. Right? Because yeah. your actions aren't in alignment with what you actually want to be doing. You don't want to overdrink. You don't want to spin out, right? Right. You don't want to send him messages like that or yell or right. anything like that, right? right. And, and I know I've, I've been nasty to my husband over the last few days, too, just because I'm just so, you know, wound up by it. Yeah. Which is not good. Yeah. At so all. that's just creating a result for you. And that thought is affecting your life not his. Do you see that? Oh yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And it's just causing you to have so much pain and anger, which is a distraction from, it's just keeping you stuck on that cycle, right? It's just a distraction right. from you moving forward with what you want to do. Right. I, know I, you believe, I know you believe it in your bones that he's wasting a great opportunity, right? I do. I, I do. I mean, my parents didn't have money to send me to college. I mean, I just, his girlfriend's parents don't have money to send her to college. And I just feel like he's just, just completely, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. I know. You know? I know. Those thoughts are really hurting you though. Do you see they that? They are. They're hurting me and they, I'm going to cry. And they make me feel guilty because I feel like this is, mine and my husband's fault that he's not sorry he's not taking this opportunity how it's being given to him mm -hmm. you know but how is that your fault 
How is what he's doing your fault right now? He's an adult, yes? Yeah. If 18's an adult, yeah. (laughs) Um, Is he capable of making his own choices right now and decisions? I feel like it's my, my fault because I just feel like he's the way he is because I wasn't tough enough on him when he was growing up. I just, you know, I always, he's a big time schmoozer and I've always believed him when he said he was going to do better and I just I really feel like I should have just been a lot tougher on him than Mm -hmm. I was how is that thinking helping you right now or him it's not helping either one of us no it's not helping either one of us yeah so you telling yourself that you should have been a different mom just hurts you again it just keeps you stuck in that cycle yeah. What do you what would you like to think about yourself as a mother to him? I'd like to think that I was a great mother. I'd like to think that you know, he's he was proud of having me as his mom and that I did a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, just that I helped prepare him for life and and mm-hmm. being an adult and being out on his own and everything. I but would like to feel more confident in what he can do now. So how could this experience still help you mother him in the, in the best way that he's going to learn about real life and being an adult? I think he's going to have to learn the consequences of his actions. I'm just not really sure how I'm supposed to discuss those consequences with him um like you said to me in facebook with from like a feeling of love instead of a feeling of frustration and anger and Mm -hmm. oh my god here we go again Mm -hmm. you know i want to be able to just say to him if you don't have i don't know let's say b's and c's at this point at the end of this um semester then you know, you're, you're done. I can't continue to do this with you, mm-hmm. you know, but I know it has to be said in a different way, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to clean up your thinking about it, right? So first of all, you've got to acknowledge that you've done everything right as a mother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like, why, what is the upside of you saying that you should have, <laughs> there's no upside there. You have I to know. stop that. Stop it. I know. Okay. When you find yourself thinking that again, we don't even need to do thought work on it. Just like we don't think that way. That doesn't. I think help. it's. It doesn't. Help I think you. it's really easy to think that way though, because like my husband can be so doom and gloom, and he'll be like, "Oh, we were so bad. My parents were so much better than we were, and oh, we messed them up so much, and and mm-hmm. our kids are on anti-anxiety and depression medicine because of us, and like mm-hmm. I just." So it's easy for me to fall into that pattern too. Yeah, so, and then, the, so in that situation, you just be like, he's allowed to think whatever he wants to think. I'm not taking that on. I'm rubber, your glue. Right. I take, it, I take it so personally though. No, but you've just got to be like, he's allowed to think that, but you have to have that belief within yourself that you did the best that you could, right? You raised your son, you gave him opportunities that he didn't, that other people don't have. And you have to own that, like you, but you don't, you have to believe that to start with. 
I have to say I'm, I'm really, really proud of him for going across the country to college. I mean, there's not many 18 year olds who never even went to like summer camp um, mm -hmm. would ever think to go that far away from home. I mean, mm -hmm. he's across the country from, mm -hmm. from us. And I, I, you know, I'm really proud of him for that. Mm -hmm. And having that, you know, what you need to make a list, part of your work is making a list of 25 things that you did that was amazing, that amazing things you did as a mother. Okay. okay. You okay. need to start filling up your brain with things that you did that were great and stop filling up your brain with things that you should have done differently. Okay. It doesn't help. It just doesn't, right? It just does not help you get through this at all. If you stay focused on things that you should have done differently, you're not going to make the right decisions. You're not going to have those conversations that have weight, right? And come from love because right. you've got this underlying current going on that you did things differently or that you should have done things differently. And now you're trying to overcompensate now and be like, put the iron fist down and be like, now we're going to do it the right way. Right? Yeah. It's just, he's just going to rebel against that. Oh, 100%. One hundred percent. I know that he's just gonna put up a guard, and yeah. it'll be. I'll, I'll be lucky if I hear from him. You know, between now and the summertime when he's supposed yeah. to come home. So, so that's the first step. Do that later today. Twenty. Okay. I did amazing as a mother, and believe every single one of them. And you have to do twenty-five. Okay. 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 And then you need to work on this thought, he's wasting a great opportunity. How is that even true? Uh, I'd say it's true because he's, I know I'm projecting, he's going to fail and then he's not going to come out with a college education and it's just not easy out there without a college education. It's hard, hard enough with a college education to get a good job, but mm -hmm. without one, you know. But how is you... this, this where he is, a freshman, a freshman in college? He's got not even two semesters in. How is he wasting his whole opportunity right now? Because I feel like I t we told him we won't send him back to college if he fails. So if he fails this semester, he's not going back to college. So what happens if he, you're, you're looking at it like there's only two options, right? Yeah. Either he gets his shit together and you continue paying and then he goes and that's the right. opportunity or he fails and he never goes to college again and his life is over and you guys are wiping your hands of it. Right. There's so many other options in between there. He could, he could flunk out this semester, come home, get a job, go to school part-time locally, prove himself again. And then you might be like, okay, you're doing well. We'll support you again. Like there's so many other avenues here. He could take some online classes. He might just need a break. He may just need to come home. Like there's so many different avenues that your, your brain is just looking at. It's very black and white. It's yeah. wasting this opportunity or he's going to graduate and it's, this is going to be his path. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I, and I guess that's where my conversation with him, like I need to come from the place of love and really try to understand what's 
going on. And I mean, I've asked him so many times, are you sure you want to be in college? Like college isn't for everybody. And yes, mom, yes, mom, I do, I do, I do. But I don't feel like I'm getting the whole story, but I can completely see how if I'm, if my approach is perceived as negative, then I'm not going to get the whole story because why would he bother sharing it with me? Yeah. So what can I think the heart, sorry, it's, this is really, really difficult because he and I had always been like really super close. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know he's supposed to, sorry, I know he's supposed to pull away from his mother. I get it. But the fact that he's not sharing this stuff with me anymore, just because I know something is going on, Mm -hmm. you know? Sorry. It's okay. You're supposed to feel this way. You've got two boys. I know this is coming. I know the love between a mother and their sons. It's uh, like nothing else. This is normal. Okay. He's growing up. He's across the country. He's not communicating and he's not getting good grades. You are making it mean way more than it really is. Do you see that? Yeah. He's not sharing with me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like this huge story that you have there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. What is a better thought that you can have than he's wasting this amazing opportunity? Well, I like the thought that I'm proud of him for going across the country, being brave enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do like that thought. You know, and specifically when you think about the circumstance of his current grades right now. Uh, I don't know. What about this is an opportunity to figure things out or this is an opportunity for us to see if this is the best fit for him. Or this is an opportunity for me to get closer with him. Something like that, there's a small departure from what you are currently thinking. Like right now you're going to like the, like you're just jumping over all the other opportunities and like worst case scenarioing it. Right. If we got, just back it up and to look at this current situation, this current time, we're in February, early February, he's still got three months, four months left. Right. Yeah, I think three and a half, four months, yeah. yeah. And he's only 18 years old. Yeah. Ahead of him, really. Like, take a deep breath. It's okay. He's not wasting anything. He's just figuring things out. He's pushing his boundaries. He's he's enjoying not being under mom's wing all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is normal. A lot of kids do this, right? Yeah. My, My husband was horrible. He flunked out and he felt bad. He was out of state tuition. <laughs> he felt yeah, so wow. He was making his parents pay for that. He, so he decided to take a break and work and get in state tuition. And then he put himself back after a semester or two. And now he's very successful. Like this is just part of the growth. Think about your own journey to trying something new right now. And there's failures going on. Oh yeah, there are. <laughs> Try to try to mirror that, right? So like in the beginning, like you're learning, he's learning. 
He's learned that you have to get up and go to class. There's consequences if you don't. Guess what? You have to get good grades or your parents don't pay for college. Like he's learning all of this stuff, right? Right. So try to compare his own journey to that, to what you're working on right now. And that might make you feel a little bit more like, okay, we're both figuring things out. We're both learning how to be, we're both learning how to grow up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that makes a lot of sense because I'm certainly not crying when I have an extra glass of wine. I'm just writing about it and, yeah. you know, learning from the experience. So, okay. I, I, I can see the parallel there. Okay. So what is a better thought that you can have <laughs> wasting an amazing opportunity? Because that's not what you're doing, right? When you overdrink, do you think I'm wasting this opportunity? No. I'm going to figure this out. Like I'm right. going to get coached. I'm going to journal. I'm going to get back. Right. Yeah. So what can you, how can you think about him and his journey right now in a similar fashion? That he's. Uh, <laughs> so hard <laughs> that he, um, oh gosh. I mean, I know he's learning so many new life experiences mm -hmm. and he's, you know, having to learn how to take care of himself and get himself to class, get him do his own laundry. Um, he had to learn how to make new friends because here he had friends since kindergarten and never really had to make friends before. Mm -hmm. And he's been very successful at doing that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, just, it's a huge growth and learning opportunity for him. So much more than just his grades, right? So much more than just his grades. Just like this is so much more than just sticking to your drink plan, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what can you, does that feel better for you when you think that this is a huge learning opportunity? Yeah, it does. Learning so much more. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean Making, you don't have those conversations with them, right? Right. 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 But I don't, I, you know, I, me getting frustrated and crying on the phone when I'm talking to them isn't going to help anything. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was really hoping that I would be able to get to talk to you today because mm -hmm. I know that I need to just take a deep breath and mm -hmm. let it out and just yeah. so have it come. So talk to you on the phone, what would it be to say like, listen, I know you're trying so many new things right now. It's hard, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's not hard for you, but you're, you know, you've changed everything. You've had to make new friends. You've had to learn how to take care of yourself, do your own laundry, get up on time, get places consecutively and according to a schedule without anybody telling you what to do. And I know that's a lot, right? But part of being an adult is taking responsibility for self. And I'm, I love you and I want to continue supporting you in your dreams and going to college, but I can't do that. It doesn't make sense for me to financially do that if you're not doing the minimums of getting yourself to class and doing your homework. I and like so how you change that into doing what you're supposed, not how you changed it from doing what you're supposed to do to... Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's what you are willing to do, right? This is like a really good lesson on boundaries for everybody. When you said you're trying to set a boundary with him, right? Right. So like, it's about what you will do 
if something else doesn't happen. Not about, so you're not telling him, I'm only going to pay if you do this. It's like, I'm only willing to pay when these things happen, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, makes a lot of sense, yeah. But then it's like, you continue, you can, you know, don't go to class, but I'm not paying. Right. Right? Okay, yeah. And I love you so much. I'm here to support you. And if, and please be honest with me, if you'd rather come home, we can do that. We'll bring you back, like be closer to home. Or if you want to continue partying and being with your friends and not waking up on time, let's just not have you go to class right now and you can get a job and you can support yourself. But that's not yep. what I'm paying for. You just voiced everything that has been in my head and yeah. you, yeah. And that okay. will help him take responsibility. He's not going to want that, right? Right. Be like, no. so what that looks like for you is like you would have to go get a job and you would have to pay your, you'd have to, does he live in a dorm? Yeah. So you'd have to move out of the dorm. You'd have to get an apartment. You'd have to work full time. <laughs> do you want to do that or do you want to go to college and learn, right? Yeah. You can just be like, and I love you. So I'm here to support any decision you make. You just let me know. And if, and so by the end of the semester, if we don't see your grades turn around, just know that that's going to be it for a while until you can show us that you're serious and you can get back on track. Okay. That's, can you talk to him? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Just this is recorded, so I'll try to get it. <laughs> I'm just gonna like play that all. Here you go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And like you um, just say, and just you just say, and I love you, and I love you, and I'm here for you. But just know this isn't what I I'm not paying for this, like going forward. You know, you gotta see that I, I want to make good on my investment. <laughs> right, right, exactly. This right? is not this cheap. Is not, this is not coming back. This isn't helping you. I'm not helping you by just continuing to, to support you in this way. This isn't teaching you anything. And this is part of you learning how to do this on your own is learning how to do this on your own. And I'm not going to fund that just for you to have a good time. Yep. Yeah. All right. I got it. And I might be playing this for my husband later because he's going to need to hear it too. So. Yes. Just okay. the, the, the moral here is like those thoughts are not helping you, right? Yeah. And they're certainly yeah. not going to help him when you're taking action and having these conversations from that negative energy. Absolutely. And if you love him no matter what, which I know you do, even if he chooses to quit, even if he doesn't want to go to class anymore, you're still going to love him, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel better now. <laughs> Good. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Let us know okay. how it goes. I will. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, you guys, that's it for today. Thank you for all that you, thank you to all that volunteered, post in the Facebook group, and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Oh my gosh, wasn't that amazing? <laughs> I love this work so much. I love the format of the group coaching program because we get to learn so quickly from each other and see our own issues in other people almost more clearly than we can see them ourselves. So the learning and the growth that you can have inside a group, a small group format like this is amazing. If you want to join me, click on the link in the show notes 
follow the link through the podcast episode to my website and request that 20 minute consultation. You can also email me at Angela at Angela And I hope to see you there. Also, we are starting our five day reset program. So for five days straight, starting on February 13th, Thursday, there's a, there's a pop-up group where I'm doing some coaching. We're going to reset our drinking habits and you can get some free opportunities to get coaching for me. And every day during that five days, I'm giving you a daily lesson that you can apply to your life to stop over drinking right away. This is the last opportunity to join. The link to join that group is also in the podcast notes. I hope to see you soon. Bye.